Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joan. On today's episode, we're talking about the things we will never do again at Walt Disney World. Yeah, you know, this was kind of a a hard thing for me to come up with. I really had to dig deep for this list, but I think I ended up coming up with some pretty good ones. I look forward to hearing what yours are. (laughs) All right, but before we get into that, let's cover the Disney news of the week. So, Speaking of Walt Disney World, they announced that the After Hours events are coming back next year. So they will be occurring at Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. Hollywood Studios' first After Hours night is January 4th. Magic Kingdom's is January 9th. So these are hard-ticketed events that occur uh, after hours. You get three additional hours in the park. You can enter the parks starting at 7 p.m., Um, So you get some time uh, while the parks are open, but then you get three hours after the parks close. They include uh, treats like ice cream, popcorn, uh, and select beverages. So they're going to be taking place uh, from uh, January 4th through April 19th on select nights. Yeah, we've never been to one of these events, um, but I definitely would like to try them. We've, We've been to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. I thought that that was a lot of fun. So I would definitely try some more of these after hours events because it is really fun to just sort of be in the park when not as many people are there. They're less crowded. You get treats, even though they're super not free because you pay a lot for these events. It's still fun to walk up and get them given to you. Uh, It kind of feels like they're free. So I don't know. I, I am a fan of these events. I think they're cool, but yeah. Yeah, they, the tickets uh, are priced anywhere between $129 and $169. I thought it was interesting that they started uh, January 4th because that's actually marathon weekend. Um, so Wednesday is the night before the first race. Um, so I thought it was interesting because marathon weekend uh, tends to be very crowded. So it's not like they need to pull people into the parks for this. And so I thought it was interesting that they're kind of having an after hours event. Then that's actually going to be at Hollywood Studios the first night. Maybe they're trying to draw people early. Maybe people tend to stay late. So maybe they're trying to spread out the crowd. Well, that was one thing I was thinking of is because, again, all these people are coming for Marathon Weekend. They tend not to stay too late at the parks because you have to be up at 3 or 4 in the morning to run the races. So, you know, it's probably easier to close a park earlier that day because, again, there's not as many many people staying out that late. So it is a good night to have a, a ticketed event. It is nice to your point of going, you have less crowds, you get some you know free snacks, but you're basically paying more actually in some cases for three extra hours in the park than you would be to pay for just a regular, a regular ticket day, yeah. to go to the park. And so, you know, while you have less crowds and while you could maybe ride some rides, is it really worth it versus just buying a ticket and staying in a park for you know ten hours? I, I don't know. It's we, we talked about it um, since we are going to be down there for the marathon, um, but again, I don't know that I want to stay out at Hollywood Studios until eleven or twelve o'clock at night when I got to be up at four in the morning. I talked about we should just we, just keep, just stay up all night, just yeah. keep going right into the five k. But we were trying to figure out how to be like vampires, but I, neither. I mean, both of us, I think are pretty good at sleeping at night or not, you know, yeah, but, night owls. But like for that. over a hundred dollars, I'm like, it's, it's not worth it. We're already going to the parks that day. I don't know that I want to pay an extra, you know, a couple hundred dollars for both of us to go, especially Hollywood studios. If it was magic kingdom, I think there's probably more value there with less crowds. There's more rides to ride. Right. But Hollywood studios, if it's not crowded, you could probably ride everything pretty quickly. And it's like, ah, oh, is it really worth it? And not to mention, I mean, for running purposes, you're never supposed to try anything for the first time like at the actual race itself. Yes, like not sleeping. 
Right. So that would be bad. Although I'm probably going to try some of our costumes for our run Disney events if they get made, hopefully, fingers crossed, probably for the first time, because I'm not going to want to run in an actual like, uh, like full, what do we have? Like a, I'm trying to think, like I used to call them a blanket sleeper. What are they called? Onesie. Yeah, like a, like full a full adult onesie, onesie yeah. that's like fleece. There's no way I'm gonna be running on the trails around our house in a in a fleece. People I would will. think I had gone crazy. I'll do it. It's gonna be cold. It'll be nice. I mean, yeah, maybe Stay it warm. would be. Uh, I'm a hundred percent doing it. You know, it. it's been like sixty degrees up here and I've been training. Turn some heads, turn and some I've, heads. I have been freezing wearing like long pants and stuff. So I don't know. All right, and then a couple pieces of movie news both of which I am very excited about. So it came out uh, this week, so this was not announced at Comic-Con or D23, but Ryan Reynolds dropped a video this week that uh, talked about uh, Deadpool 3 is coming out. It's actually going to be coming out September 2024. But the exciting news is that Hugh Jackman is coming back as Wolverine. So he had this funny little minute clip with Hugh Jackman that he's coming back, that basically they had no ideas for Deadpool, but they had one. They're going to bring Wolverine back. And then they had a really cool logo where it was the Deadpool logo. And then Wolverine's claws kind of slashed it and made the three. So that's very exciting. These two kind of have this fun frenemy thing going on uh, you know, on social media between Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. So it'll be interesting to have them uh, both in a movie. It's an MCU movie to have Wolverine involved. I'm sure it'll be some sort of multiversal thing. And it's probably not like he's coming back full time. But there were rumors that Hugh Jackman was going to come back as Wolverine, and maybe this is where those rumors were, that it was going to be uh, in Deadpool. So this is very exciting, very interesting. Still have two years, though, uh, until this movie comes out. Right, yeah. I, I think that, you know, everybody likes Hugh Jackman. Like, my coworkers and I were talking about this the other day. He just, he kind of has this reputation of being a nice guy in Hollywood. I kind of feel like Ryan Reynolds is sort of like Same that thing, as, yeah. as well. So, I, it, you know, it's kind of nice to see this collab, um, going on I don't, I don't i'm talking about them like they're youtubers but um you know see them kind of being in the movie together with two beloved characters that a lot of people really enjoy so yeah i i think that this is going to be great and i'm excited to see it yeah i think this has a chance of being as big as some of the biggest marvel movies non-avengers movies like spider-man uh the most recent spider-man did very well made over a billion dollars because you had all the spider-men in it you know these multiversal movies they have the opportunity to get a lot of buzz about them. And I think, you know, having Wolverine and Deadpool in the same movie is really going to propel this. This is going to get a lot of anticipation. And I think this is probably going to do very, very well at the box office. So very excited to see that. The other piece of movie news, which I'm really excited about, uh, Deadline was reporting that a Figment movie is in the works. So they're going to be making a movie about Figment. And this is actually coming from uh, Seth Rogen's production company, which I think is interesting because Seth Rogen, if you throw a beard on him, kind of looks like the Dreamfinder. So I don't know <laughs> if he has plans to play the Dreamfinder in this movie because um, there's no real details about what this movie is going to be about. But it is exciting that they are making a movie about Figment. It gives hope that they may redo the Figment ride, may give some more love to Figment in the parks. So really excited about this. I think with Seth Rogen, has a you know good chance to be a, a good comedy. Um, so really looking forward to seeing when this comes out and just learning more details about it. Are there any details about how it's going to be? Is it going to be like Ted, like you know? No, I mean I I don't think there's really any details outside of they're working on a movie. They're going to make a movie, and that's about it. All we have at this point. Okay. I'm interested to see what they do here. Again, you know, I'm always reticent to see some of these like kind of beloved characters being interpreted in a way that I'm not 
sure if I'm going to like it or not. Kind of like the Mufasa movie where it's like, I love this character. I really don't know what they're going to do with him. And I'm sure Scar will be part of it too. And I don't like the direction they took with Scar with those live action movies. So I just get, I get kind of, I don't know, nervous about it. Again, this is very early on. So just looking forward to hearing more details about this uh, as they move forward. All right. So let's jump into our main topic today. So we, we very frequently talk about things we love at Disney, ranking movies, ranking songs, all that sort of stuff. But today we're talking about like the worst things we've done, things that we've, we've done at Walt Disney World that if we never did them again, it would be fine. Yeah. We, no, we would not care. No love lost there. Exactly. So, so we each have our, our own independent lists here. I, I don't know if there's overlap, Angela. I'm not sure what your lists are. You don't know what you know mine is. But these are kind of things that, again, if we never did them again, we'd be fine. So, Angela, why don't you start with your list? What are the things that you will never do again at Walt Disney World? Okay, so... One of, and I have these in no particular order at all, but my first one is go straight to Flight of Passage, but not be in the front of that line in Animal Kingdom. Because, you know, if you. So this is like you get there early, but you're not early enough to be like one of the first groups of people there. Right. So you're not following the cast members to it. Like you're far back in line. You're like, oh, you know, we're here pretty early. Like we're probably, you know, 20 minutes. It's been open for 10, 20 minutes. Let's go to Flight of Passage because that line's going to get long. No. At that point, a lot of people have the same idea as you. A lot of people rush straight to Flight of Passage. It is one of the big, you know, e-tickets. At, I mean, it, let's face it. It's the ride. It is the ride at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. So a lot of people have that idea to go straight there. And so we actually got burned on this one time doing this. And we ended up, oh my gosh, we were so far away from Flight of Passage when we got in line. We ended up waiting two hours, I think. I mean, it was it was a long time. Yeah, it was probably close to an hour and a half. I mean, it's a good point. If if you get there, everybody has the same idea. Rope drop it, go there first. And it, to your point, it works. If you're right up front, if yes. you're one of those first groups of people, it definitely works. You can get on very quickly. But you're right. That line fills up very, very fast that if you are kind of even that second or third wave of people or you get there just you know 10 or 15 minutes after uh, the park opens – that line jumps from you know five minutes to an hour plus very very quickly. Right, and they don't necessarily have you know accurate. Yeah, and you don't know it either. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it kind of by the time we realized we were going to end up waiting way too long, it was kind of too late. We had already waited probably a half an hour, forty five minutes, and we looked at each other and we're like, hey do you want to stay in this line? And at this point, it's like, well, we're going to wait now from this point forward. We're going to wait this long at any point in the day. So we might as well stay here now. But then you are missing out on valuable time when you could be riding rides like Dinosaur or Everest or something where the lines don't get quite as long. And because people are going to Flight of Passage, those lines are actually pretty short. So just I would never make that mistake again. I'd go to those lower rides and wait to ride Flight of Passage. All right, my second one and Joe, I'm really sorry about this. Can we can we just wait before I read this to you? Can you um can you I love you. Can we not get a divorce over this? Oh my gosh, what's this going to be? Okay. All right, what what is it? All right. I will n- never order a frozen sunshine again. That is the worst decision you could ever make. I I <laughs> so, I cannot disagree with this more. Yes, exactly. I will always order a frozen sunshine whenever I go to Walt Disney World. You will never order another one again. Is this because I order one and you just steal part of mine? Well, I'm gonna I'm getting to it. Okay. Yeah. So so first of all, you know, again, not everybody knows we what can a frozen stay, we can sunshine. Stay, we can stay together. Okay, though. good. Okay, I'm glad because I, I, I enjoy this. 
so we're talking about Beaches and Cream, which is one of our favorite places to go to. They are, you know, like kind of a diner style, very cute and on the boardwalk, right in the Beach and, and Yacht Club, very short walk from Epcot. So we pretty much always go there. Joe really enjoys the frozen sunshine. Well, last time I was there, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a grilled cheese sandwich, which was great, by the way, with tomato soup. Would not change that. Would order that many times. Um, but I got a frozen sunshine and I was thinking, oh, this is going to be great. And it wasn't as good as I remembered it. And I just felt like it was kind of like very low on the fruit flavor. It was more like spritey than I had remembered it. And so I was really disappointed. I think it's partially because you build it up so much because you love it so much. Wrong. You're completely wrong about everything you say. (laughs) Frozen sunshine is the greatest thing in the world. This is fine. You can can have your opinion. I just want to say this real quick. Uh, and then and then you can continue making your point. You can say this. You can have your opinion and say you'll never order another one again. But do not ever try to share mine. That's all I'm saying. When I get them, do not ever ask for any because I'm going to say, Angela, you told me you hate these and you're never going to get another one. Oh, no, so no, no. no, you cannot share. No, my, my, my plan is always to still try some of yours no. just to reconfirm you can't. That's what that I'm, I'm correct. Because you've you, made your opinions known. You are so passionate about them that I... I think that I love them. And then I try yours and I'm like, I'm kind of glad I got the No Way Jose. You know, if I'm feeling if I'm feeling a dessert that day, the No Way Jose is the way for me to go because I really enjoy the peanut butter and the chocolate. The only problem is it's so big that sometimes I just feel gross eating it all. So I think that I've got to like kind of downgrade, find something maybe a little less for like seven people. Um, And, you know, I got to find a new dessert at beaches and cream that's maybe a little more you know conservative because when you're in when you're in disney i like i i eat so well particularly at epcot so i don't need all that food okay again i'm just saying could never share mine again good to know more frozen sunshine for me okay what's your what's your next one i'll just tell you to look at oh look at the waitress over there she's doing something crazy look at her juggling those i don't know sundays and then i'll just steal some of yours this next one so important and this has really nothing to do with Disney except for the fact that Disney is one of the sunniest places. And it's to never pre-try my sunscreen. I will never do that again. You'll uh, never pre-try it? No, no, no. It's to never. Sorry. I will never not pre-try my sunscreen. Okay. That makes more sense. Yes. Because again, I, I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but one time I bought, and again, it has nothing to do with this particular brand, but it was up and up baby sunscreen i thought that it had like titanium oxide which is something that you know they were saying your sunscreen should have it so i didn't pre-try it and i ended up breaking out like like horrible hives the whole like and it was all over my upper legs my arms my chest and it was really hot but like i also felt like i needed to cover up because i had this horrible rash and i looked crazy um and it was really itchy I couldn't take a hot shower. It was it was awful. So I will never not do that again because again I'm not a person that has a lot of like skin allergies. Every now and then there's something in a skin product that will make me, you know, have a weird reaction. I don't know what it is, but you know, it's always just, you know, a good idea anytime you switch skin products in general, face lotion, anything. Try it out when you don't have to go to work. Try it out on a small part of your skin so that you know how your, your body will react to it. Good tip. It is. It is. My number four, and I just think that this is a pro tip in general, I will never go to Disney in the height of summer again. So this is probably ranging from late June, July, August. Um, Florida is so hot. 
Um, sometimes we even joke whenever it gets really hot here that it feels so Florida outside. Like it just is an unbearable kind of heat. And again, you know, not a lot of the parks except for Animal Kingdom have a lot of shade. Well, so, it's all the humidity too. Right. It's, exactly. not, even, it's not even the so heat. You can't it's all even that humidity. necessarily like yeah. escape from yeah. it. It just feels oppressive. So when there are so many more months of the year to go to Disney, I would so much rather go there. And especially since it kind of works well for us, because we actually kind of tend to like, we'll go to Disney a few times, but for shorter spurts, um, it works well because we'll usually use a weekend and then like take a day or two off of work and it works nicer in like the fall or the spring. Yeah, and I kind of think a lot of people are doing this now because, you know, it, it always used to be fall, winter. There were slower times to go to the park. So, it you know, not only do you avoid the heat, but crowds tended to be less. So, you know, going in like a January or going in, you know, like a November, something like that, you used to kind of have, to, you know, less crowds. And now it seems to be it, it's it's pretty steady all year. And I think it is partly because of this, because it gets so hot it gets so humid over the summer down there that it is almost unbearable to be outside for more than a few hours that you don't get a great park experience right and it and you know it always tended to be crowded so there's a lot of people out you're waiting in line a lot you're in the hot sun and so people are just miserable and i think that's probably why we're seeing crowds kind of dispersed more throughout the year as well because people are like like us you know, you go in June or July, you're like, this is miserable. I'm never doing this again. I'll just come in April. You know, it's still 80 degrees in April it's and so it's nice, nice. but it's but, not. And it's not like that not everywhere humid. else in yeah. the country too. Right. So you're willing to deal with a little bit of heat because at home, maybe it's 50 degrees or 40 degrees. Yeah. You don't have that full humidity yet. And so I think that's why you're starting to see it, it's kind of more crowded all the time. So you can't necessarily go now in April and say, oh, I'm going to you know, beat the crowds. Um, because it is still kind of crowded, but it's at least a little bit more comfortable being around all those people. Exactly. My last one, we say that this, but this is very hard not to do. Never will I ever overbook our dining experiences when at Epcot. You know, as I was kind of mentioning before, Epcot has the best food. It is the best place to eat, in my opinion. And it is so easy when you're there to say, well, I'm going to eat this and I'm going to eat that and I'm going to go to this particular fair, uh, like the festival and get this festival food. But also I have reservations to La Cellier. Like you kind of have to pump the brakes. You kind of have to say, okay, well, maybe today I'm in Magic Kingdom, but I'm going to go over to Epcot and eat at La Cellier. Like something like that where you have to try to disperse that food because if you try to eat it all at once, you're going to get sick and you're going to be miserable. Well, luckily for you, I have a solution because you never have to go to beaches and cream again because you've made your opinion known on that's Frozen Sunshine. That's true. So I will just dine there myself from now on. So that's one less place you have to not worry about eating at true. when you're at Epcot. But okay. All right. Good list. All right. I like beaches and cream though. Okay. All right. That's, that's a, a solid list. I think, you know, you. It, you know, makes sense. A little I bit put of a lot a, of thought into yeah, it. A little advice and stuff as well. So, all right. So here are the things I will never do again uh, at Walt Disney World. So the first one is eat at Space 220. So good. <laughs> and we... That's a good That's a good one. We did a whole episode on this of, of reasons to eat there, not to eat there. We've been there once. I think if you've gone there once, you've seen everything there is to see. Yep. The food isn't that spectacular that it's like, oh my goodness, I have to go back. Like there's not you know, some sort of like marquee item on the menu. It's also pretty expensive food. So I never have to eat there again, and I will be fine. That's probably not what Disney 
wants to hear or the it's not even run by disney i don't know who runs it you know what what that operator wants to hear because you want people being like you gotta go i gotta go back every time i go but you know in the same way like i love frozen sunshine and i will go to beaches and cream and go out of my way to go there every time we go and you can miss space 220 epcot's not out of the way though it's in epcot yeah but there's there's so many other good places to eat at epcot right that i never have to go there again uh, and it's kind of a shame because it's it's a cool place. It, it would be nice if you could just like go up and visit there. Like I think they have a bar and I think sometimes you can go up there and maybe just get a drink. You know, I think it probably depends on the crowd. So I would maybe go visit there for maybe just like a drink or something again, just to see it because it, it is kind of cool to see, but I never really need, but even that, even if I don't do that, I'm kind of fine with that, but I never have to reserve a meal or, or go have an actual meal there again. Right. And I mean, you know, kind of hearkening back to some of the things we said in that episode about Space 220, you know, the staff when we were there was excellent. They all really bought into the idea that they were working in space. They were all really fun and awesome to interact with. So, I mean, it is worth experiencing because the staff, at least when we were there, were so over the top good at their job. They reminded me of the people that they employ in Galaxy's Edge. They were just really good at selling the experience. And the second thing about Space 220, the silverware, I will miss that silverware. I want, I want, I should sell that. I want someone to um, find the distributor for that. There you, here you go. If Disney starts giving you the silverware yes, included when I will you go eat, back. I'll go back there again. But I until that back. time, I don't need to eat there again. I mean, you but know, if every meal comes with a free, um, whole set of silverware Cutlery. i'm back yeah I, I, it's just so weird because whenever i don't think of silverware it's just there but then it just has such a nice hand fill Beautiful. like I, just the feel in your hands it's just it's like a musical instrument or like an extension of your body like you know it's it's just so beautiful the feel of it <laughs> it's just turning into a silverware podcast all right all right my i wonder if there is a silverware podcast 100 percent. there's probably 50 of them you think uh, more fifties hey, and under I want, undersell. I want all of our listeners to uh, message us their favorite silverware podcast. Okay. All right. My next one is I will never get my hopes up for new attractions again until Ooh. they are physically built and I can see them there and, and basically in, in line riding them because burn. We've had we've had so many attractions promised, talked about that then just magically disappear or they we get them but they are dramatically different than what you know disney had initially promised due to budget cuts and things even even lands i mean even galaxy's edge the the promise of galaxy's edge was so much greater than what we got not that galaxy's edge isn't great but there was talk of free roaming droids there was talk of your decisions are gonna follow you through the land of you know if you wreck the millennium falcon the other cast members are going to know how well you did and they can comment on how well or poorly you did and, and things like that. And we don't have any of that in galaxy's edge. I think some of that is on the star cruiser. Uh, and so, you know, Disney again, maybe budget cut it for galaxy's edge and then put it in this high priced, you know, experience thing. But, but that went away. I mean, the whole uh, Quinjet attraction is, is gone. We're getting a, a new one maybe at, at uh, Avengers Campus now. So again, I'm not getting my hopes up for these things anymore um, because too often, especially lately, things are promised and then either they're under-delivered or they just quietly get scrapped, never to be heard of again. And 
Uh, I'm tired of getting my heart broken. And I, I get very excited about these rides. And it's just like time after time, it's like, I'm going to pump the brakes now and say, until I see this thing getting built, I'm not going to get too excited. Even Tron now, I'm starting to get worried about, is Tron ever going to open? <laughs> I've, ha- I've been excited about this ride for six years now. I mean, it's there. The am building I, is there. But am I ever going to ride it? I mean, I thought it was going to be open. Josh tomorrow's on the thing, and it's still next year before it opens. So until I'm in line for that, I don't think I'm going to get too excited. But but that one, yeah, at least there's an attraction there. But that one's just scary. Like, that one's weird. And, f- like, we brought this up a couple weeks ago when we commented how they didn't announce a new ride. And we talked about how, you know, this is a ride that already exists. They didn't have to create a new idea from scratch. And it's still taking them this long to get it open. So, yeah, yeah. getting your hopes up is just like, man, you're, you're, you're years and years and years down the line. And that's if they build it. Right, right. So ne- never getting my hopes up again. All right. My next one is I will never stay at Caribbean Beach Resort again. So I, I stayed there uh, one time. The resort is way too big. It is way too spread out. Um, and it and that is my problem with it. It's a very nice resort. It's not a, you know, a bad resort to stay at. The rooms are very nice. It's a nice place. But the problem is it is so spread out. You ha- There's literally a bus an internal bus to go around the resort. And if you want to um, to eat like for breakfast and things, the quick service and all the restaurants are in a central location. So depending on where you stay, it can be you know a, a decent walk, a, a 15, 20 minute walk, or you have to take a bus depending on kind of uh, you know which section your hotel group is in. You may have to take the internal bus just to get to breakfast. So uh, it, it's quite painful navigating that resort. Uh, and then also because they have internal buses and buses going to the parks and they have a lot of stops going to the parks. I had to wait times for multiple buses to come through because the buses were already filled from all of the other stops going around. So um, it, it's it's kind of frustrating even just kind of waiting in line uh, for the parks. So that is a resort. Again, it's a nice resort, but it is a resort I will never stay at again because it's just it's too much of a hassle to do anything there. I'm very happy I wasn't with you that one time that you were there because I think that that would have frustrated the crap out of me. Um, I would not have enjoyed that. And, you know, you think about it and it's like, okay, well, what kind of person would really enjoy this? Well, one, if you're staying close to where everything is, although, again, I think that there isn't like there's a central hub for food. But is that central hub for food close to where you get the buses and stuff or no? Well, I mean, there's bus stops at every section of hotel rooms so like they're all different islands and they each have their own bus stop okay so yeah like it just seems like you know you have to be like a fitness buff but also willing to and it's florida so it's like oh i'm just gonna go for my 20 minute run right now just to go get breakfast okay let's go for my half an hour run to go get the i don't know it just seems like a lot of effort and when you're on vacation and you're not wanting to get all you know gross um because you know you're gonna get gross anyway but yeah, it just doesn't seem like a great experience. All right. My next one is I will never get another limited time dessert offering. <laughs> so these are the desserts that Disney hypes. Oh, we have a special dessert, limited time. It's pushed all over Instagram. You see all the influencers posting about it. They look beautiful. They look great. They look so tasty. And you get them and they either look n- nothing like what you saw in the pictures. They're you know, Oftentimes. Way, way undersized. Don't look you know as fresh and as high quality as what you see in the pictures. Or they just don't taste very good. I mean, they're basically like, oh, it's just a cupcake that looks a little that looks a little bit fancier. So I am not going to fall into this trap again. I'm not going to get the limited time desserts. I'm going to get the tried and true stuff that's been on the menu that is so in demand 
it is <laughs> it's on the menu forever or it's a dessert that keeps coming back over and over again because it's such high demand that's how you know it's good these things that's like it's going to be out here for a week or for a month no just skip them never fall for that trap again when we went to tep on Edo, we got a limited edition 50th anniversary like yuzu cake that looked really great online then we got it. it was just like one of the little things that you get at Suli Canteen, like those little like mousses, and it was really not very good. Uh, I don't even think I finished it. And again, me leaving a dessert unfinished is a true commentary on how bad it is. And it was like, oh, it was ten dollars plus. It was I think oh, sixteen. Like 15 I think it was sixteen dollars. Yeah. And so imagine like getting something that's basically the size of the bottom of your water bottle and not very high. Like if you just like, like a circle, and then you eat that. And you paid $16 for it, and it wasn't even very good. Yes. Way overpriced. Uh, just not as tasty. And again, very underwhelming compared to the promotional version of it that they push out. All right. Next one. I will never completely book my time again. And we are fortunate enough that we go to Disney enough that we don't have to try to cram something in every minute of every hour of every day. Yeah. But I think even if you're somebody that you, know, you, you go to Disney and this is your one trip that every five years or something you go... Try to book yourself an extra day where you just don't do anything or or a half a day where you just don't do anything, you know, because again, even if this is like your one trip, adding an extra day, it's maybe a little bit more money, but it's going to be worth it. You're going to enjoy it more because you need time. You, you need a breather down there. Like you just can't yeah. be go, go, go. You either need to sit by the pool, you know, just walk around Disney Springs, just relax at the hotel, maybe take a nap. Like you, you need some breather time, especially if you're going for a long trip and you know this is your hey this is our one trip we're going on it we're going to be down there seven or eight days if you're sun up to sundown seven days in a row you're gonna get burnt out it, it's too much there's too much going on you're gonna be overwhelmed you need to build in those breather days and even when we go for like a short period of time we're only there a couple of days like having that time of like okay we're just gonna go to disney springs for a little bit like we're, we're not gonna worry about being in the parks the whole time if we miss a ride it's okay. It's not a big deal. It's a much more enjoyable experience. And so I'm not going to go back to, hey, we have to do everything. We have to constantly be busy because you kind of just end up at the end of it feeling like you need a vacation from your vacation. And it's not a great yeah. feeling. You, you want to relax. You want to have fun. You want to have a good time. But you don't want to be so like stressed out when you come out of it that you're like, oh my gosh, like I just need to like take a few days off because I need to calm down from what just happened. You, you don't want to feel like that at the end of your vacation. Yeah. It's, I have mentioned this before, but it's kind of like the, the mentality of I have to versus I get to. So if you walk into this, a trip and say, you know, I would like to do these things. I get to do these things, but you know, if you don't do them, it's not going to ruin your whole trip. And I think that that is a much better attitude to go into your vacation with, because then, you know, it's not that you're setting your expectations low, but it's everything that you get to do is something that you appreciate versus something that you had to do. And if you don't get to do it, it's going to break everything. Definitely. All right. And my last one is that I will never miss an early park admission. And this kind of goes to yeah. what you're talking about, flight of passage, being there early. So like you mentioned, you know, you want to be that first group early, mm -hmm. um, but even more so than that, and this is every park. You want to take advantage. So if you stay on Disney property, you get a half an hour in early. You want to take advantage of that half an hour, especially at the Magic Kingdom. We've talked about this. You know, Peter Pan is typically a very long line. First thing in the morning, nobody's on Peter Pan. It's You yep. can walk on that. Nobody's on Small World. Nobody's on Haunted Mansion. You know, We've gotten through 
three to five rides in that you know first half an hour 45 I mean, the magic minutes. kingdom five rides easy yeah probably within the first hour because the rides take some time i mean small world's a you know 10 minute ride pirates is a 10 minute ride so you got to factor in the ride times there but yeah i mean if you go the half hour early within the first hour you're getting through five or six rides so I, when i go i'm i'm never gonna miss an early park admission want to take advantage of that as much as you possibly can because you get so many more rides and and then it makes the rest of the day kind of going back to my last point makes the rest of the day less stressful because if you can get on four five six rides in that first hour hour and a half you're going to feel so much better if you only do a few things at the end of the day or you're not going to feel as bad of like okay I want to ride this e-ticket attraction. It's an hour and a half wait. That's fine because yep. I already rode so much. Like you're going to feel so much better and so much more accomplished. Um, so definitely got to take advantage of that early park admission. I mean, it's very much like if you just at home, you know, some some on a weekend you decide, yeah, I'm not going to stay in bed for till noon. I'm going to get up and I'm going to, you know, do a bunch of housework. And then you look at the clock and it's noon and you're like, dude, I feel like I did the whole day already because I've done so much, but I still have so much time left. So, I mean, it's kind of that same thing, only vacation mode. But yeah, I agree with this one. Sometimes we don't always make it. Sometimes it's my fault because I'm not very good at getting ready quick. And I know that usually we get the, you know, the picture packages and I want to look nice. So yeah, my bad. And Uh, I will say, I mean, like when we're going for the races, it's hard to do this on race day because they have the races that by the time you get back, you kind of miss early park admission. So there are exceptions to this rule, but if going down normal, normal days, I'm not missing it. I'm getting up. I'm going to the parks early. I'm taking advantage of that extra half hour. Yeah. I'm just still trying to figure out how I'm going to tire you out on the two races, the two race days you're not participating in, because I'm probably going to be so beat and you're probably going to be like, Hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. I'll just go myself. You can just stay at the hotel and sleep a little bit. I'll go have some fun and then call me whenever you're ready and I'll meet you up somewhere. So, so you are going to leave me after me running my first marathon, after running all the other races, I could be dead in the hotel room. You don't even know. If you're tired, Hey, if you're tired and you want some rest, it's fine. I, I will. Yeah. You know I'll what? leave you and just go walk around. You know I'll stay at magic kingdom. I'll be close. You know what I'll do? I'll just ride the haunted mansion all day. And that way, if I do die, I'll be the, the thousandth, uh, happy haunt. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Very morbid. I think you'll be fine running these races. Okay. I don't, I do not think you're going to die. Memento Mori. I I feel like I need to say this. If I really felt like you were in danger, (laughs) I would stay with you. I'm saying if you're sleepy and you want to take a nap, I will go do other stuff. Dude, this would be actually, I need to clarify. This would be a great YouTube video. I did the dopey challenge and then just rode Haunted Mansion all day. All right. On that note, that wraps up the show for this week. Uh, We'd love to hear from our listeners. What's one thing you've done in Disney World, Disneyland, any of the Disney parks, whatever, that you will never do again? You can let us know over on Facebook. We're Enchanted Ears over there or on our website, EnchantedEars.com slash podcast question. You can leave us a comment uh, or a question over there. So I want to thank everybody again for listening this week. If you've not done so, please subscribe. Leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps and we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.